0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scott Brown says David Turnbull would be welcome to Celtic despite knocking back an offer from the club. Former Chelsea and Juventus assistant Angelo Alessio is the new Kilmarnock manager and Rangers look poised to make their fifth signing of the summer in Liverpool winger Shea Ojo. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans. Well, interesting to hear what Scott Brown has to say on the subject of David Turnbull because for me, Andrew, Celtic have done everything they possibly can do where this is concerned, that they and only they offered to pay the asking price that Motherwell wanted. That's on the table for Motherwell to accept. And they have taken a £600 a week teenager who's played only 31 professional games in his career and offered him £12,000 a week. I think Celtic's hands are clean. They have done all that they can do. Uh, And if... David Turnbull has to be dragged kicking and screaming into a Celtic jersey then the Celtic supporters won't want him. Well if you've got any of th- your thoughts on any of these subjects you can get in touch tonight. Give us a call on 0141 951 or you can give us a tweet at Clyde SSB. But we'll start with David Turnbull because well, Scott Brown's been speaking about him today but we'll, uh, we'll go over a bit of a, a sort of brief timeline of what's happened so far because it stretches into back last week it was yeah. Wednesday when Motherwell confirmed that they'd received a club record fee from Celtic for the midfielder they said they'd accepted it it then came out that he'd knocked back the contract offer from the hoops Celtic then responded on Twitter saying they'd felt they'd made a fantastic offer to him but were unable to come to an agreement with the player's agent and that the ball was now in Turnbull and his representative's court and that if they, if they don't want to join the hoops they'll move on what have you made of the whole ordeal Hugh? Well as I say I think Celtic are uh, guilty only of doing all that they can do to bring one of the most promising teenagers in Scottish football to Celtic Park they've paid or offered to pay the asking price I think the offer of £12,000 a week in wages for a 19 year old who's played 31 games of football uh, is an exceptional offer Uh, but I think we're getting close to the point where Celtic have to respect themselves and say look sorry we don't want anyone who has to be dragged kicking and screaming into the club so the offer is now removed from the table That, that day must be looming well, Scott Brown says that David Turnbull would be welcomed by everyone at Celtic despite knocking back an offer from the club last week. Although he's won the midfielder, he won't be guaranteed game time at the club and that he should use trophies as his motivation to move to the hoops. The club's still talking to him, so you never know what can happen. Yeah, he's a fantastic young player. This will be a great club if he wants to come here and he'll be welcomed with every single person in that changer. Whoever comes here, they'll become a better player if he does come here then it'll be fantastic for us as well to work with him because he's, he's very, very young and he'll, I'm sure he'll be willing to learn as well. And he'll be a great fit. Uh, Scottish lads, it's great for the game, it's great for the country as well. So for him coming in to do well, to get the opportunity, it'll be a great club for him to show what he can do in front of 60,000 fans and hopefully get uh, some Champions League football as well. I don't think anyone in a contract's going to get that you will play 100% of the game. So for me, you've got to come into a club and you've got to earn that respect and earn that responsibility to put that jersey on especially at a club like Celtic I had that hunger to come here to win trophies and there was a reason I didn't go down the road at the time uh, but everyone's reasons are different I wanted to win trophies I got that little bit uh, tr- at the end of the season with Hibs won um, the League Cup 
and I wanted more of that and I thrived off that and I came here and, and enjoyed doing that. I managed to win quite a lot of trophies in my time and I've enjoyed every single moment of it. The captain has been generous. He says that David Turnbull is very welcome should he decide he does want to sign for Celtic. So no problems within the dressing room. But I think the only problem now is how long the Celtic let this matter run because they have agreed to pay the asking price. Incidentally, money which would make Motherwell a debt-free club, which would be amazing testament to the way that they have been run and run properly. They've also agreed what I think is an outstanding salary for a 19-year-old with 31 games under his belt. So if no agreement can be reached pretty soon, Celtic should just withdraw the offer. 0141 951 1025 if you want to get involved. That's exactly what Alec, a Celtic fan in Parkhead, has done. Alec. Hi, how are we doing? How are we doing, Hugh? Good, thank you. Uh, obviously, last week I was on the radio when, when, the, when the news broke that, that, that Motherwell accepted the offer for David Turnbull. I was really excited at that time. But then, obviously, the days unfolded that the boy and his agent had turned it down. Now, as you say, he's been offered 12 grand a week. I don't know if he's wanting to get the offer uh, to have the thing guarantee of playing first-team football. If he's wanting the money, let him go down the road and, and go to a Sheffield Wednesday or whatever, and he'll win nothing and he'll be lost to the Scottish game forever. But he had the opportunity, whether it was Celtic or Rangers that come in for him, if you're getting offered that kind of money, you, you go, you play your football, and if it's the day with money, whatever, the cream will always come to the top. The problem that David has is that neither Sheffield Wednesday nor Barnsley, who are supposed to be interested in him, have offered Motherwell the money, the asking price for David Turnbull. Celtic have. Celtics is the only offer on the table. So that's why I say Celtic can only wait for a short space of time and then say, we've given you enough time. We think that's a good offer. If you don't want it, fine, no hard feelings, and we'll move on. Alec, I'm interested in what Scott Brown said. He said that you know everyone at the club would welcome David Turnbull. From a fan's perspective, does him knocking back the offer from Celtic, does that change your, your mind? It's left a sure taste in my mouth because me personally, I think he's, he's hedging his bets. Let's be, let's be honest, the agent works for him now. He's not been offered peanuts, he's been offered 12 grand a week. As I say, if it was Celtic or Rangers, two of the biggest teams in Scotland, and, and if they had the chance it would be in Britain, and he's choose to, to knock it back now, me, I would send him down, I would send him in the first bus route the road. I don't feel the same about it now, I'm sorry. Well, you right know, now Celtic should move on. Like any other working man, it's his prerogative to turn down or to accept an offer of new employment elsewhere. So if he's not of a mind to play for Celtic, then Peter Lawwell could say, OK, no hard feelings, we, we offered to pay the going rate for you, we offered you what we consider to be a magnificent wage. If you don't want it, fine, we'll go and get somebody else. Alec? I definitely, and I think we all know what happened last year with John McGinn, and I think that Celtic were making sure that they let the fans know now they were gaining Motherwell the free milk. There was no messing about. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, quite, I'm, I'm encouraged McGinn, McGinn was an absolute mistake on Celtic's part And I'm sure they regret it now With the benefit of hindsight An absolute mistake on Celtic's part However, Turnbull Celtic have done all that they reasonably can do They have 
Offered to pay the asking price There's no problem there Motherwell accepted the offer And gave the club permission to speak to the player That's why Celtic, I think Have to wait another day or two But no more Because if there's no agreement Then fine, Celtic will go and buy somebody else Well thank you to Alec in Parkhead When it comes to a young player, Hugh You need to look at what their motivation is Some players are motivated by money Some players are motivated by Trophies. Some yep. players are motivated by playing at the highest level. Is that what David Turnbull needs to work out right now? Well, you know, th- let's talk money. Uh, he's been offered the equivalent of uh, £600,000 per season for a 19-year-old. Surely, that's sensational. He has to look at the, the calibre of the club. Celtic, treble, treble winners. Uh, the, the draw for the Champions League qualifiers is out tomorrow. Uh the chance to play in Europe He won't get that at Sheffield Wednesday And he won't get that at Barnsley But as I say It's entirely his prerogative If he doesn't want to play for Celtic Fine uh, Celtic can say Thanks very much We tried our best And Celtic In the eyes of the Celtic supporters Are blameless in all of this 01419511025 If you went to get on the phones That's what Craig From Cumbernauld has done He's a Rangers fan But you want to talk about David Turnbull Is that right? Um, I, I do, I do. How you doing, lads? Um, I, I think it's you know uh, first and foremost, I think the way the whole thing's been handled and dealt with by both clubs to me seems highly unprofessional because it's been done, you know, very much all out in the public and very much over social media and then press conferences with, with Scott Brown and things like that. And I'm not sure that's the best way to go about negotiating a contract with a player. And like I say, that's. Both clubs before any Celtic fan. Well, let's let's, let's 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 um, let's deal with the word unprofessional, Craig. Mm-hmm. Motherwell established an asking price for David Turnbull. Celtic met the asking price. Motherwell then confirmed to their supporters that they had accepted Celtic's offer yes. and had given the player permission to speak to Celtic. Celtic then discovered that the player and his representative had decided not to accept Celtic's offer. Mm-hmm. So I think Celtic covered their back in the wake of the John McGinn fiasco of a year ago and simply pointed out to their supporters for their absolute understanding that they had made the player what they regarded to be a magnificent offer. So th- 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 there's been no unprofessional behaviour. Asking price was established. Asking price was met. Asking price was accepted. No unprofessional behaviour. No, I think that but see, I, I disagree because at the end of the day, why should why should that be done so publicly? You know, I can kind of understand why Motherwell went about it the way they have, but at the same time, until David Turnbull is signing in the dotted line, yes, you always get the rumours about you know he's linked or whatever. I'm not sure that because it, it feels like the entire talks right down for conversations about his agent have just been in, uh, aired in the public, and I think the other thing as well. You know, I actually admire David Turnbull because what it shows is that despite what Celtic fans and yourself may believe you, Celtic are not the be-all and end-all. Yes, he's been offered that. He's got his reasons for turning it down. If he wants to play football every week yeah, regularly, but, yeah, but you're not he's listen- not going to do that at Celtic. You're and not, obviously he not, could have an outstanding not, season at Motherwell next yeah, year yeah. and get a bigger and better offer. Or, by the same token, he could have a shocker of a season. Uh, and his value would drop So you know, you're not listening to what I say I said that like any other working man It is his prerogative To accept or not accept An offer made to him However mm-hmm. Clubs can't win in these matters Because if they don't Allow the fans and the media To know what's going on They're accused of secrecy And what do you have to hide And all that stuff 
But this is out in the open We all understand The asking price was met But David Turnbull Apparently Doesn't consider £12,000 a week To be enough And as I say He's 19 years old And he's played 31 professional games In his career So If he doesn't want to accept it Fine No hard feelings on Celtic's part They'll go and buy somebody else But I just I just think it's This whole thing I think it's symptomatic of uh, Football in the 21st century That um, You know If a player gets offered big money Then You know it's not often a player turns down that kind of money. Um, obviously, we don't know the exact reasons, but it isn't often that that happens. And if he's turned it down because he values playing football more than getting paid to be a bench warmer, because let's be honest, if he goes to Celtic, will he get a game? He may make an appearance or two. He's certainly not going to be getting into that midfield as a regular can I, starter. Can I, can I ask um, you, Craig, do you think that 19 year olds with 31 professional games? At their back Are entitled To say To a club like Celtic Well I'll only go If you guarantee me A game every week Do you think that's on? Well I don't think He's entitled to say That he's only going to go If he's guaranteed A game every week No But I think He is entitled To ask to be given The kind of opportunity And I don't know Because it's not It's not just Celtic Rangers have done this Before as well Where they've brought in Promising young talents and it's went by the wayside. I actually think that Rangers and Celtic, despite how successful Celtic may have been, I don't think they've got the same pulling power uh, to, to the young players as they used to. I mean, you listen to Scott Brown's interview, and he spoke about how, well, you know, I didn't go down so you know down the road um, back then because I wanted to win trophies, which I can understand that. But at the same time, it kind of disrespects the team down south, suggesting that he wouldn't win trophies down there where. But, but again, he went. but again, that's um, his, again that's his prerogative. You know, he he. No, he, it is. But players really feel that maybe they would prefer. You look at John McGinn. He could have went to Celtic. That was totally obviously Celtic made a mess of that as much as anything else, and it was different circumstances. Yeah. He then went to Aston Villa. He's not probably not going to win many trophies at Aston Villa, but he has just won. Promotion to the Premier League And obviously if David Turnbull Feels that maybe If he goes to a Sheffield Wednesday Or a You know at One of the other championship teams He may feel Particularly a club like Sheffield Wednesday Who have You know On and off Challenged for the Premier League That he would rather go down Hench his bets in the championship um, And try and work his way Into the Premier League Because I don't think Winning trophies in Scotland Necessarily Is the you know the epicenter of players' career because right now the only team winning any trophies in Scotland yeah. is Celtic. I accept um, that. I accept that. And if he wants to go to Barnsley or Sheffield Wednesday and they pay him twenty thousand pounds a week, I accept his right to say that's an awful lot more money than Celtic are offering. I accept his right to say I'll go there in the full and certain knowledge that he'll never win anything with either of them. Uh, but I'm just saying that a club of Celtic stature Are entitled to say Tomorrow If not the day after We've waited long enough Thank you very much for your time We'll buy somebody else Well thank you to Bill in Jordan Hill We'll squeeze in one more caller on David Turnbull Before the break And that is uh, Sorry that was uh, Craig and Cumbernauld This is Bill in Jordan Hill Bill how are you? Um, fine thank you uh, I was just phoning to say that I think the David Turnbull saga has gone on long enough. I think I think Celtic should give them a deadline of midnight tonight, and if he's not prepared to accept that, move on. But I think in addition to that, I think the Celtic supporters are getting very frustrated that the amount of money they've put in for season tickets, etc., 
and there's no sign of any positive transfer activity. There was a, a player that's reported today that I thought would have been an ideal centre-half for Celtic. I've been talking about him for the last couple of years, Liam Lindsay, who used to be with Partick Thistle. A couple of years ago, he was valued at £6 million. Stoke are apparently have had a bid accepted of two, going up to £2.5 million for him today, and he's having a medical there. I mean, surely to goodness, a player going from Barnsley to Stoke, Stoke are going nowhere. Absolutely nowhere at all. They're never going to win anything. They're never going to win anything. They're just going round in circles all the time. But I think the Celtic fans are getting frustrated at the lack of activity and bringing people in over the line. Well, I'll say two things to you. First of all, you say there's no positive activity. It is a positive move to go for one of Scotland's outstanding young talents and offer to pay close to £3 million for a 19-year-old. Uh, so Celtic have done all they can. If he doesn't want to play for Celtic, that's another matter. And with regard to Liam Lindsay, uh, you also have to respect Neil Lennon's uh, approach. He may not rate Liam Lindsay. You rate him, but that's not to say that Neil Lennon rates him. So Celtic will have other targets in mind. And it's the 15th of June. The season starts on the 3rd of August. There is plenty of time for Celtic to bring in Fresh talent And they have to And they know that they have to uh, That's why it'd be better To get the Turnbull saga Out of the way One way or the other And as Celtic said In their statement Move on Bill Yeah Yeah I feel we should move on The sooner we move on The better And I think the, You know there, there seem to be no Chief scout Or that at Celtic At the moment um, I think somebody Should be moving somewhere To try and bring, bring These some of these other deals to a conclusion. You know, uh, it's all right seeing that, you know, the season doesn't start till the 3rd of August, but it takes players' time to bed in. And I think the sooner that some of these players are in, the better. Well, I remember Celtic signing Scott Sinclair on the, practically the eve of the season, putting him in, scored in his debut and became player of the year. So it doesn't have to happen on the 15th of June or the 15th of July. It could happen on the 2nd of August and you never know how they turn out Scott Sinclair didn't turn out too badly Thank you to Bill from Jordan Hill for phoning in 0141-951-1025 if you want to get involved Kilmarnock have a new manager and we'll be speaking about that after the travel with Alison Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Plenty of talking points so far tonight, and not long before we came on air, we found out the five potential opponents or ties as well. It could be for each of the four Scottish clubs going into tomorrow's Champions League and Europa League first qualifying round draws. So we'll start off with the Champions League ones. We look at Celtic, and it doesn't look as if they're going to get a, a short trip at all does it Hugh they could come up against Valletta of Malta Sarajevo of Bosnia eh, Sujetska Nixic of Montenegro Partizani Tirana of Albania or Sabertalo Tbilisi of Georgia well I would hazard a guess that you'd take Valletta of Malta lovely place weather will be fine it's not a desperately long journey uh, you would take that uh, you'd rather avoid Georgia Tbilisi it's a bit of a way to go uh, but what will be will be and uh, Celtic know that they have to get past this round And then another three beyond that If they want the Holy Grail of 
getting into the Champions League group stages. And then you had a look at Rangers as a potential reunion with Progress Niederkorn in there. I'm sure that could have happened last year actually, but uh, they didn't get drawn against them. They're still to play Cardiff Metropolitan University, so if, if they go through, they could end up playing in Wales against a, a university. There's also a B36 Torsvan of the Faroe Islands, Interturku of Finland, KR Reykjavik of Iceland, and either Pristina of Kosovo and St. Joseph's of Gibraltar. So a bit of a mix in there. Well, uh, again, you'd you fancy Gibraltar for a, a nice bit of sun in your back for a couple of days. Uh, it'd be fascinating if they got to Cardiff Metropolitan University uh, because their ground holds less than 1,500 people, so I'd imagine it'd be taken to Cardiff City's ground, if that were the case. And uh, I'm sure the, the name of Progress Nidicorn still sends a shiver down the spine of the Rangers supporters. But Pedro Cachinha has gone. Steven Gerrard wouldn't lose to them. The other two teams as well, of course, Aberdeen and Kilmarnock, both of them could actually face uh, British or Irish opponents. The Dons could face Barrytown of Wales, Cliftonville of Northern Ireland, St Patrick's of Ireland, a few other teams in there as well. And as for Kilmarnock, could be Ballymena, could be Shamrock Rovers or could be Connors Key Nomads. But I finished with Kilmarnock for a reason because, of course, yesterday they announced their new manager. Angelo Alessio on a three-year deal. The Italian fills the void left by Scotland boss Steve Clark, and despite not having much in the way of sort of managerial experience himself, he's got plenty of top-level experience as an assistant. For the last seven or eight years, he's been Antonio Conte's number two, which means he's been at Juventus, Chelsea, the Italian national team. I mean, that's uh, it's a real interesting appointment, isn't it, Hugh? It's a terrific appointment for Kilmarnock in terms of the club's profile, and it shows the extent to which. Steve Clark put Kilmarnock on the map because I'm not sure that Angelo Alessio's knowledge of Kilmarnock would have been terribly great before Steve Clark got there and started drawing attention to himself and the team. So in terms of the club's profile, Scottish football's profile, he is most welcome. And now this is a man who said that he, he had to have the courage to come out from behind Antonio Conte and be a manager in his own right. And he has been taken on by Kilmarnock. I think it's a great move by Billy Bowie. It's great for the Kilmarnock supporters. And uh, I, I wish him well. Forza Keeley. Well, 0141 Kilmarnock fans, what are your thoughts on your new manager? Well, after being announced, he said, it's a real honour for me to be named Kilmarnock manager. I've spent a lot of time researching and gathering information about the club. And everyone I spoke to had nothing but positive things to say about Kilmarnock. I can't wait to get to work with the players and staff on the training pitch and building on the strong foundations left by Steve Clark. Steve Clark's a big part of this, isn't yeah. he? Because yeah. you'd think Steve Clark didn't come in and do the job he did get Kilmarnock into Europe get them a third place finish there's no way surely they'd be able to attract someone no, that no. has been at Chelsea Juventus Italy I, I, I think it's marvellous that someone of Alessio's calibre and he wouldn't have worked with Conte for all these years and at the places where he has worked with Antonio Conte if he wasn't top class at what he does I think it's marvellous that uh, that he thinks highly enough of Scottish football in general and Kilmarnock in particular uh, I just look forward to seeing how the players adapt to him. It's, I mean, it's it's all nice and flashy names when you say Chelsea, you say Juventus, but there's a serious element of risk as well, surely, and a guy yeah. who has barely any managerial experience himself and has only been a number two. Well, the Rangers are taking a risk with Steven Gerrard. Uh, Celtic are taking a risk with Neil Lennon, appointing him against the better judgment of many of their own supporters. Uh, so, Kilmarnock, yes, of course they're taking a risk. But I'd 
quite be quite happy to take a risk on someone who's been Antonio Conte's assistant at the places where he's been number two to Conte. And you look at after Steve Clark, life after Steve Clark could have been grim for Kilmarnock. We do, we don't know what could have happened, but the fact he's taken them so far, Kilmarnock fans didn't want to be disappointed with this next appointment, and it was always going to be hard to please them yeah. with the job that Steve Clark's done because the fans are coming back, they're seeing what he's done, they want to see their team now, they're, they're turning up in their thousands for the games. And it was a very tricky appointment for the board because they needed to bring in someone that was going to keep that good feeling around the club. And when you look on Twitter and see what Kilmarnock fans are saying about their new manager, it seems to be very positive. It seems as if the board have made that selection that's keeping the positivity around the club. Yeah, and why not? You know, the, the, the Kilmarnock fans can stick their chests out and say, look who we've got. Uh, now, he needs to play matches. He... Angelo Alessio is no different from Dick Campbell. He's got to win matches or else he'll get the bullet. You look at Alex Dyer as well, who Steve Clark clearly rates highly. He's taken him to Scotland with him. He's also retaining that role as assistant at Kilmarnock. He'll surely be key. Yeah, that, that continuity is all important because the Kilmarnock players clearly have a great deal of respect for Alex Dyer uh, and he will be of invaluable Help to uh, Angelo Alessio Because he knows the club Inside out now well, 0141 951 1025 If you want to get involved I want to hear from you Kilmarnock fans What do you make of the appointment Of Angelo Alessio We've got Stephen Who's a Celtic fan In Cambus Lang He wants to talk about The potential Champions League opponent Stephen Hi how are you doing I actually First of all I don't like to speak about David Turnbull But when it comes to the Champions League I think any of the two draws Would be good Apart from the advantage orders I mean, Hugh, any tie at this stage of the competition could well be a, a tricky tie. Yeah, of course. But, uh, I mean, there are two or three in there that Celtic will negotiate with ease. Uh, Georgia, again, because of the the opposition, might be of a higher quality. The, the, the travel's a bit more arduous. But uh, if you can't get past this round, then you're wasting your time in the first place. Just let me ask you this, Stephen. Yeah. Champions League, how important is it to you? Is nine in a row more important to you than the Champions League? Oh, that's a tough one for a Celtic fan, myself. Um, basically, for me, Champions League is what Celtic have to be at. This club's not done nothing since 1967. It's a club that we feel who are giants, we're European giants, we still feel like European giants. I think people like... David Turnbull who's turning down Celtic an 18 year old Welk who's done nothing who from my perspective has done nothing in the game and doesn't look as if he would do nothing but for somebody of that ilk to turn around and backhand off my club uh, is quite insulting I don't know if uh, the rest of the Celtic fans will feel the same way but as far as I'm concerned he's sinned die at the club He's, he's wasted it he's done it he'll not be made welcome well, the captain says he's welcome uh, and the players will welcome him because players understand uh, about transfer negotiations and they're not always simple. But I do think for Celtic and their reputation and their stature, uh, this can't drag on much longer. They have to say, look, we've given you enough time. You've given him a fantastic offer. Yeah, yeah. For who he is and the stage in his career of who he is. Yep. An amazing offer to go through £600 a week to £12 a week. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, I'll up my guts out 
for a lazy three or four hundred pound a week. He's going to get twelve grand for playing football. Well, that's the nature of football. You know, reality check here. Right, of course, but that's the nature of football. It's not uh, David Turnbull's fault that uh, football clubs choose to pay people that kind of money. That's the game today, so that's not his fault. But I do think, and I repeat, for Celtic's uh, stature, a club of their stature, they should set a time limit. And know when to draw a line under this And just to You said that Celtic had done nothing since 1967 in Europe Well they did get to another final in 1970 And uh, Martin O'Neill took them to another European final in 2003 So uh, But I do think that the majority of the Celtic supporters Would value nine in a row More than the Champions League The Champions League is important to Peter Lawwell And the club's hierarchy And Neil Lennon And the Celtic players But for me The supporters with a nine in a row before the Champions League. Well, thank you to Stephen in Canvas Lang. He was saying there that he wouldn't welcome David Turnbull to the club after yeah. what's happened. But we've seen it before that, you know, maybe a player that isn't popular with a support joins the club. We know how fickle football fans can be. All it takes is a few goals, yeah. a few good performances, and he'd be a hero again. As I say, the players understand because, you know, transfer negotiations can be tricky. However, this for me is perfectly clear cut. There was an asking price. Celtic agreed to pay it Motherwell accepted Celtic's offer Then there was a wage offer Made to David Turnbull Which I think for someone of 19 years of age With 31 professional games under his belt Is an exceptional offer By Scottish standards I fully understand that England is awash with money And crazy sums of money are paid down there So if he wants to wait And see if he gets an English club That's his prerogative Celtic prerogative is to say We've waited long enough Thank you Goodbye 01419511025 On the phones Comarnock fans I wanted to hear your reaction To the appointment of Angelo Alessio Jim a Comarnock fan from Rothsey Is on the phone Jim what are your thoughts? Hi guys Good evening Hi I've met Billy Bowie I'm impressed with what he's achieved From the club But I'm a bit wary of This appointment of Angelo Alessio as manager, only because I would rather have somebody who knows a bit about British football and, and Scottish football. I hope I'm proved wrong. But I'd prefer somebody who has that uh, knowledge. Uh, I'm glad Alec Dyer's staying because that gets continuity from from Steve Clark. You know. Well, so I, I think it's it's interesting because you you sort of get both sides of the argument where people will say that you know we're excited that it's not one of the managers that's just on the managerial merry-go-round and one of the, the usual picks that, you know, the names that have been there tried it and, and failed. But there's other people that say they want someone with Scottish experience. You, yeah. you can never really win, can you? Well, Alec Dyer uh, came in and did a great job with no experience brilliant. of... Absolutely brilliant. Yes, yeah. yes, but with no experience of Scottish football. So... Uh, yeah, but I said British football as well. Well, well... Angelo Alessio has been at uh, Chelsea with uh, Chelsea, Antonio aye. Conte, so he's got a knowledge of. Yeah, manager, though. Well, time will tell. And as I say, he's, he's no, he's no I'm different. I'm really excited. Look, I'm glad we've got somebody half decent. Yeah, I'm not overly excited because of that. I think that you are not you personally, but Kilmarnock fans in general are entitled to think well. It was going to take a special guy to replace Steve Clark because look at the job he did in two seasons. I know that. I know that. I would rather take my chances on someone with Alessio's background than on someone who'd perhaps been around the block several times and at 
Small clubs uh, I, I would take my chances on Alessio I may be wrong I frequently am Jim you say that oh, well. On you go Jim mm. I may be wrong as well Hugh. Yeah 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 But uh, after, after the last couple of seasons I mean the atmosphere The games I mean I stay in Rossi But it's unbelievable What these two guys Done in the last couple of years For us And I, w- I would like to hope That would continue I mean I'm, I'm a Kilmarnock fan For 50 odd years Well no 60 years I'm 72 And I've supported Kilmarnock Since I was 12 And I've seen Dick Hall For nearly 50 years I just hope it works out Yeah well I've got my season ticket again Don't worry I'll be there at home games that I can when I'm, well I never missed one last season I think I missed two actually Celtic and Rangers because I just don't go to that's another story I don't go to Rangers and Celtic matches but uh, I hope it works out I'll be honest with you alright Jim right thanks thank you to Jim in Rossi so it's interesting because you get you get both both sides of it there's people on Twitter that are absolutely delighted with the appointment there'll be some people that, that will be cagey but only time will tell well you, you have to be aware of the Hollywood appointment uh, For the sake of making The Hollywood appointment But as I say There's an element of risk Attached to Stephen Gerrard He didn't get to a cup final In the season gone by He finished nine points Behind Celtic Now he's got to try And stop Celtic From getting nine in a row So there's an element of risk Attached to him There's an element of risk Attached to Neil Lennon Because the supporters Were looking for The Hollywood appointment At Celtic And they don't regard Neil Lennon as Hollywood So there's an element of risk attached to everyone St Mirren took a chance on Oren Kearney And at one time it looked like a mistake And now he survived And he is the most loved man in Paisley So risk is part of the game 01419511025 If you want to get on the phones After the travel with Alison We'll be speaking about potential Rangers signings Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompsons.com Andrew McLean in the studio tonight With Hugh Keevans on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Uh, There's been some news coming out of Rangers today Hugh, it looks as if Liverpool winger Shea Ojo could be on his way to the club He was at the club's training ground today As Steven Gerrard looks to sign the 21-year-old on loan He spent last season on loan in France He's had previous loan spells at Fulham, Wolves, Wigan He would be Rangers' fifth signing of the summer already If he joins So Steven Gerrard looks as if he's trying to get his business done very early Yeah, well, he has to Steve Gerrard knows, knows the, the lie of the land here uh, Celtic have eight in a row They have the treble treble uh, They are two away from uh, Something that's never been done in Scottish football before It is the dread of every Ranger supporting man, woman and child That Celtic get ten in a row uh, So Stephen Gerrard knows that his signings Have to be spot on And that the need to stop Celtic getting nine in a row Is uppermost in the minds of the fans He took Ryan Kent on loan Ryan Kent was voted Young Player of the Year by his fellow peers So uh, That's what can happen I'm quite sure the fans Would like to have Ryan Kent back uh, As well as Ojo uh, I know nothing of the player But If Stephen Gerrard rates him Then You have to say He got it right with Ryan Kent The club have made no secret That they would like Ryan Kent to come back Again next season They've got a, it Looks as if there's another winger From Liverpool coming in But it doesn't look as if that'll stop them trying to go for Ryan Kent as well and get a second Liverpool winger on loan. The good thing for Rangers is that Ryan Kent really wants to come back to Ibrox for a second season. What would be interesting would be if somebody, another English club, 
offered Liverpool substantial money for Ryan Kent, then there could be a problem. I mean, it was a real success last season, but they can't rely on someone like Shea Ojo coming in and and doing the job that Ryan Kent did. No, well, the, the, the Ojo has been at so many places, and you've just uh, outlined how many clubs he's been with. Uh, you wonder why he's in that many loan spells at different clubs in different countries. However, as I say, I have never seen him play, uh, and therefore it's a shot in the dark. Uh, but they got it right with Ryan Kent, and if Steven Gerrard uh, rates Ojo, then his judgment has been proved correct in the past. When you look at the success of Ryan Kent, you then need to look at Ovi Ajaria, who was the other player that came in yeah. from Liverpool in the last transfer window. Didn't even make it half a season. No, that, that, that's why there's always an element of risk. I would simply look at Ojo's previous clubs out on loan several times. Um, why? But we'll see what happens when he gets here. It's interesting as well because Rangers and Celtic have both utilised that loan market down in England quite a lot and it really seems to be hit or miss there's you know you can get a Patrick Roberts sometimes but other times a player will come in and, and just completely misfire well when when it's a Patrick Roberts you know and uh, Man City paid 11 million pounds to get Patrick Roberts then you, you know you're on to a good thing uh, likewise Benkovic uh, when Celtic took him on loan you know Leicester paid 11 million pounds for him so again you know you're, you're getting a player of quality uh, but sometimes you just never know um, and as you say Ajaria came saw didn't like and left 01419511025 on the phones that's the number Robert a Rangers fan in Newlands has dialed Robert what do you make of the potential signing of Shea Ojo? Uh, evening, uh, I think it's going to be good on paper it's going to be good um, it's going uh, but I'm say, uh, oh, sorry, I do, not quite a clear line. We'll try and get that cleared up. And we'll go back to to Robert there. I couldn't quite make the make the point he was trying to make out. We'll try and get him back on in a second once that line is cleared up. But it would be another winger coming in at Rangers, and it's a position that they have a lot of bodies. But when you look at them, there's Daniel Candias, there's Jamie Murphy who's to come back from injury. There's Glenn Middleton who could potentially go out on loan. There's Jake Hasty who's come in who could also potentially go out on loan. Jordan Jones also coming in this transfer window. There's Eros Gresda who still question marks about him. So there's certainly bodies, but maybe not the quality that Steven Gerrard is looking for. Well, winners seem to be the the flavour of the month at uh, Rangers and Celtic. You know, there's Daniel Azani at Celtic, there's Lewis Morgan back from Sunderland, uh, you know, there's Marianne Sved, uh, who's coming in. Uh, so, this is a vital season for Celtic and Rangers. All you can say is that the managers have got to get it right because there is so much riding on it this season. I think we've got Robert in Newlands back. It was a bit of a dodgy connection before. Robert, can you hear us? I can hear you. What were your thoughts on uh, being linked with Shea Ojo today? No, I don't think that line's any use. No, see, they all laugh at my Nokia, <laughs> but the wee thing does its job. And you've not had to charge it since 1993 either, which is pretty good. 94 it was. 94, oh, yeah. a year of birth. There we go. But uh, another player that Rangers uh, seem to be interested in, Joe Aribo, is someone they've been linked with. Well, there's a complication there today because he's a Charlton player. Uh, and Lee Boyer, who, who got Charlton up 
at the end of last season uh, has decided to quit the club uh, because he doesn't like the wage he's been offered. Uh, now, for me, that would tend to suggest that all transfers are put on ice because Charlton have to get themselves another manager and that manager has to decide whether he would rather keep Joe Aribo. Well, it's slightly different in this case because Joe Aribo's contract is up so it would just be a sort of cross-border um, compensation fee that we've seen with other players. Um, Moussa Dembele went to Celtic. There was, a, off the top of my head, Joe Dodu at yeah. Rangers went, went for the same. But um, he's a player that seems to be relatively highly rated. He's got double figures for goals from the, the centre of the park. He helped Charlton to promotion. So they certainly won't want to be leaving, well, letting him leave for a relatively low compensation fee. Yeah, well, I also read that uh, he could command a wage of £20,000 a week, which is a hefty wage uh, for Rangers to pay. Um, still not sustainable as a business yet. Uh, you know, So they, they really need a run in Europe. They need to stop Celtic in their tracks. Uh, but again, Stephen Gerrard seems to rate the player very highly. We've got uh, Charlie from Jump Trapel on the line. Charlie, what's your point tonight? Uh, hello, I'm just going to say for Celtic concerning the Champions League in Europe, uh, I, I'm not really concerned about that. I'd rather Celtic get nine. To get ten, you need your nine first. Know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and I think that you speak for the vast majority of Celtic supporters. And I, I know this. Argu- I know this argument drives Gordon Duncan mad, and I do fully understand that if you get into the group stages of the Champions League, it is worth tens of millions of pounds. And that's why I say... To the powers that be, it means a lot. To the fans, aye. All right, it's good to see these big teams, but at the end of the day, you're no one to see your team getting humped. Six nothing, five nothing. Nah, no, I mean... Well, we live in an an uncomplicated world here in Scotland. There is there is nothing more important to the Celtic supporters than ten their own. And also the, about the boy Tumble, I don't know who's advising them, but obviously they're wanting their cut. That's how it's taken. That how long it's taken, if you know what I mean. Well, I'm not sure that's the case. Uh, I would have to speak to his agent to to ascertain that. But I do think that Celtic must now be at breaking point where they are right. perfectly entitled that's to say right. we've waited, we waited long enough wherever he goes but he he's losing out in a big big chance in his career I'd think well, what I mean? yeah well you know again I repeat he, he, it's his prerogative if he wants to stall uh, on Celtic and go somewhere right. even if he went to a Barnsley for the sake of conversation because they have been quoted uh, as being linked uh, with him Barnsley have not the offered money the talks, money. It? It's the money it talks at the end of the day, isn't it? Well, if you were to get a job somewhere else, Charlie, or uh, on much more money than Celtic offered you, then you would go somewhere else if you, if you are motivated by money. Uh, but I think that Celtic have done all they reasonably can in this particular instance. They've met the asking price. They've offered them an awful lot of money for a 19-year-old with 31 games under his belt. And I think Celtic should now just say, well, listen, one last time, are you interested? And if the answer's still no, thank you very much. We'll go elsewhere. Thank you to Charlie in Drumchapel. I mean, there's been a lot of callers on about David Turnbull tonight, Hugh. It certainly doesn't look as if we're anywhere near the end of this. Well, but Celtic then have to take uh, 
the the upper hand here and say, look, we think we've done all we reasonably can. No one can blame us. We've met the asking price. We've made a 19-year-old a terrific offer. He doesn't want it. We'll just go somewhere else. But then again, it's the it's the type of thing we just love talking about. These transfer sagas during summer always keep yeah. us ticking over. I mean, I, I think it came as a, a huge surprise to the Celtic supporters when they heard that David Turnbull and his representative had turned down the, the initial offer. Uh, but Celtic have made a statement which amounts to take it or leave it. Now, at the moment, he has not taken it. So we must be at the stage now where Celtic leave it. Thank you for everyone for your calls tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night. Plenty of talking points tonight. David Turnbull, Kilmarnock with their new manager, Angelo Alessio. Rangers potentially looking to sign a couple of players as well. Plenty to go through tonight and plenty more to talk about during the summer as well. And I'm sure you'll join us from six until seven on Super Scoreboard as we continue this throughout this summer. Ryan Borthwick is up next and we'll be back tomorrow night with all the greatest, latest news.